What is up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. For those who, of you who don't know this voice, my name is Juby Benton. I have the absolute privilege of hosting, co-hosting rather, with my good-looking husband, oh, Mark my Benton. <laughs> thank you, thank you kindly, my Welcome, boy. welcome. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. You're it's in 2023. 2023. Yes, we're in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing great. Doing really good. Yeah. Enjoying this season of rest. Enjoying the season being with family and friends. How's your holiday season going? <laughs> the holiday season has been going very well. Awesome. Um, I feel like it's actually cold in Texas right now. Yes. And I like everyone knows I like the cold. I mean the heat are not friends. It's still not cold enough, but we're getting there. <laughs> we are getting there. Yeah. We are getting there. Hey, I am super excited about today's episode. First of all, it is well not our first episode of 2023. But it is our first guest of 2023. Oh, snap. And it is none other than our sponsor for this episode in spirit, Pastor Derek Dunn. Hey. Hey, everybody. I am uh, a huge fan, and I do sponsor you um, in spirit. I'm uh, I'm a prayer sponsor. We we appreciate it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Um, I was going to say, some of... I was like, people don't know you and, you know, Mark and I are in the process of getting to know you. So, but there are some fun things I feel like I know about you. Oh, cool. Um, tell me how fun I am. Yeah, totally. Uh, one is that anyone who meets you loves you. Yes. A no, seriously, I was at TKU a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And somehow the whole, I go to gateway thing came up and they're like, what campus? And I'm like, no, Fort Worth. They're like, oh, Derek is your pastor campus. Oh, he's awesome. And I'm like, Yes, 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 yes. We know this. And ladies and gentlemen, it is no lie. This man is awesome. Yeah. We are about to know in like a few minutes. Yeah, I've only known you for like two and a half months and I'm just like, he is awesome. Too kind. <laughs> People are too kind. No, but it's true. I yeah, like the reason I can't sponsor you guys is because I just pay random people to say those things about me. <laughs> it's you working. Just, you just ran into them. It's working. <laughs> Wait till you meet the people I haven't told <laughs> They're probably on the other side of Mississippi, though, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We keep them on the east of <laughs> Mississippi. Uh, the other thing is that um, he's an Enneagram 7. Yes. Um, and I have a love for my 7s because... An Enneagram 7 is... They're the enthusiast, right? Yes. The yeah. part, the par life of the party. Just yeah. I like to think of myself as the visionary enthusiast. Yes, okay. Yeah. That's an accurate statement. I'll get on board with that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I love sevens. They give me hope as a Christian. Like, yeah. I can still be myself yeah. and still be saved, you know? <laughs> yeah. To all your fans out there, if you didn't know, uh, this podcast is turning into an Enneagram podcast <laughs> for 2023. And so get ready. Oh, my goodness. And the last fun fact is that you actually have a self portrait behind me stop but everyone thinks it's jesus well everyone actually thinks it's bob marley <laughs> but it is a picture of jesus it's very abstract i, I actually and, uh, see the bob marley now yeah, and i can't unsee it it's <laughs> such a it's such a funny story uh I, I don't know if you want to hear it but it's a picture of jesus it's one of three a friend of mine painted it and i just love it but it sits behind the people when they come sit in my office so i sit over there and like if i'm going through a, a difficult uh, conversation i just look up and jesus is there in the picture and he's always so calm i'm like okay yes let me receive your peace but um at one point we were renting out our first house and this picture was hanging in the hallway 
And uh, for those of you that can't see it, it's like an abstract picture of Jesus. And um, it's it's black, white, and gray, you know. All your favorite colors. Cow. Yes, all my favorite <laughs> colors that I only wear typically. Um, but um, what was happening is we were moving, but we were keeping our, our little house that we had in this little college town. And some a young couple was coming to rent it, and they were just looking at it. And uh, their parent, one of their parents came with them. And... Uh, you know, I was in the living room kind of trying to give them space to like look through the bedrooms and the hallway and, and how it was set up. Well, I hear the dad and he doesn't know I can hear him. And he goes, babe, it looks like he's a Bob Marley fan. <laughs> I'm like, like, bro, have you ever read your Bible? Jesus, that's Jesus. <laughs> so it's safe to say you look like Jesus. Yeah. I mean, gosh, if I look like that picture, then man, yes. Especially I when hope- you're like, all yeah. grown now. Yeah, I just yeah. trimmed the beard back. It's you know. very much a self-portrait. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, thank you. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime they put out stuff on social media when you're doing your little devos, like I remember asking Mark, is that a self-portrait or is that Jesus? <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Well, I love to relate to Jesus. Yes. If he and I look alike, I would be very pumped. Yes, one who's <laughs> like him. Yes. You know? you ma- you've like, made it. Like in all the ways that don't matter, I look just like Jesus. <laughs> It's like, I don't know what his heart's like, but it's, it's just, <laughs> his face is really resembling. Oh, man. You know what? That's where it counts, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, I like my heart to be the thing that looks the most like Jesus. Like, let's work on that. Like, Derek, your beard's fine. Oh, your heart. Goodness. Let's talk about that. Oh, my goodness. Derek, how long have you been um, with Gateway and yeah. in Fort Worth? Uh, I've been at Gateway since 2017. Um, came to the North Fort Worth campus as the youth pastor and um, oversaw our young adults ministry as well. And uh, so going on six years Mm -hmm. over the course of that time, I spent some time in Southlake at our Southlake location, was 18 months there, and then came back here as the campus pastor last year um, in May, uh, 2021, May. I hope you're here for a very long time. I love it here. Please don't take him, guys. This, this place is this place is like home. Uh, the 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 thing that Nicole and I, my wife, um, sensed when the Lord was bringing us to Gateway was um, just say yes to Gateway. Mm. Um, we once we knew we were going to get the opportunity, but then it was um, we we got here and we didn't really know what to expect. We had friends that had been at Gateway for a long time and uh, had a lot of expectations, but didn't really know what that would look like. And when we got here, the thing that we kept saying was, this feels like a home mm-hmm. that we've never lived in before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, was, it was it was really cool. It's yeah. been a great season and sure yeah. love, love all the people here. Yeah. It was a great place. I was going to say, uh, we're very thankful that you're here and you and Nicole. Well, I'm grateful for you guys. Oh, well, thank yeah, you. So Mainly glad. me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Mark is a big plus, you know, but Juby, it's really good. The uh, one time a week I show up. <laughs> Oh, it, it's a, listen, uh, it, it just, it just goes to show that your contribution is so much more powerful than Mark's. I haven't, I didn't even pay him. Listen, I, I wouldn't even disagree with that. Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It. You guys are both incredible. It's been literally did not pay him guys. It, it's been so cool to have Mark join our staff here and uh, man, you've been a joy and like a bright light ever since you showed up and, and, and then you know, we know the Lord is your source, but then when we, when we met Juby, we're like, ah, this all makes sense. Hey, it's all, it's all coming together. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> full, yeah. Full, the full picture is, is, is here. She's truly the better half. Oh my goodness. You guys are too kind. Thank you though. 
thank you, but I mean, you don't have to stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep going. <laughs> Um, so one of the things that I really love about you um, and the few conversations that we've had is that you have such a pastor's heart. Yeah. Um, so when you think of Enneagram, when you're like scratching the surface of it, people think sevens, oh, they're just goofballs. They mm. just want to have fun all the time and that's it. But you have such a balance of being a pastor, but also not like being stuffy. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. You really do. And like, I really appreciate that about you. And Mark and I were talking about you and Mark said, Derek is one of the most intentional people I've ever met. Mm. Um, And I knew you were dedicated because you just did like an ultra marathon. Like, I don't understand people who run for fun, by the way. That's 31.1 miles, just in case you're wondering. (gasps) I'm trying to figure out if I'm sane. It's all. (laughs) That's it. I mean- Thank you. (laughs) So you're dedicated, but like the word that he uses is you're very intentional. Hmm. And I'm wondering, given your past experience, your current circumstances and who you want to be as a future pastor, leader, where does that come from for you? Where did Hmm. that level of intentionality start? What triggered it for you? That's a great question. And I mean, I, this is going to sound so uninformed because like I'm learning, you know, I learn through these types of interactions and I don't know that intentional would even be a word that I would use to describe myself. Um, so I'm glad that, like, I love that. I think that's a great quality. It's like, <laughs> I sound really good <laughs> when, you de- when you describe me, can you describe me more? <laughs> you know? Uh, so I, you know, intentional, um, I guess, my heart is that, look, I don't know if this is like an Enneagram, but like, I, I don't know where this relates. It's just for me, I just, I really care. Like I like genuinely care about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you hear people say, man, I just, I, I'm a pastor and I love people. And, and it's like, yeah, I, I guess I love people, but, but I, I know that like from what I read about scripture, what I, what I know about God, I'm like, well, God, God loves people. And, um, so it's not like this, like intentionality to me seems, um, not like a bad thing. Like it's a, it's great quality, but, um, it's, I'm just going off of like, man, like I I care that these people encounter the God that, that, that I've encountered. And so if I have, like, I don't think that's up to me, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, man, I gotta take, I gotta take all the interactions that I possibly can Seriously. So I think it's just that. I just kind of have this thing in the background of my heart going, man, this moment matters. So I'm not like planning how intentional I'm going to be. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, like I, okay, I think it goes back to, I think some of the greatest, most impactful moments of my life were when people took seriously what they said they believed and then lived that out in real time with me. And And it's not like, like I've been mentored by great people and discipled by great people and impacted by great people, but it's not like the amount of time that mattered. It was that they maximized what little time they had. Mm. And so I think over, over the years, like that's what has maybe impacted me the most about, about ministry is if it's intentional, it's just, it just means that like, I take seriously what I think is going on in scripture and, and I take seriously who God is. And, and I really, I really, I really love God and I really want to know God and really like orient my, my heart and, 
and my my life to to do whatever I can to know more about God and 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 so I think you know I mean we could talk about this all day but I think what's really going on when I have interactions with people is is I'm going man like I, it's, it's honestly has nothing to do with me. Like I, I'm not even actually thinking about what is this person going to think about me? I'm going, man, if I could do anything or say anything to represent the heart of God towards this person, God, that's that. If you want to use me in any way, that's what I would love to be a part of. Mm. So that's what's behind maybe this thing that you're calling intentionality. Yeah. And I don't think it's a strategic move from your part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's more of, man, I know how it felt when, like a past mentor or past leader did such and such. And I know how it made me feel, mm-hmm. you know, we all have those pinpoint oh, yeah, moments. For like sure. for us, one of the things we're really intentional about is calling people by their name. Yeah. That's good. Um, Especially when we're out and about and like, you know, getting coffee or like getting, uh, going to a restaurant because like we want them to know like, Hey, you matter. Like you're just not server yeah. person, you know, yeah. like your name is Anna yeah, like, it's so good. Um, so I, I think it's I think it's everybody's favorite word is their name. Mm. Right, wow. right. God help us to be better. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't mine for the longest time, and I was like, I want it to be Mary Kate or Ashley. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I should change my name because every time I go to like a Starbucks or somewhere where they're like, "Can we just get your name for the order?" and I'm like, "Yes, it's Derek," and they're like, "Okay, Jared," or like, "Okay, stop." So, Gar- How do you spell Garrett? And I'm like, "No, well, I mean." I can spell Garrett for you or I can spell my name. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know if I have a, like a, like a, like a, my enunciation is off or what, but I, like no one hears Derek the first time. And so then I start spelling it and they're like, Oh, Derek. I thought you said Gary, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to change my name. I will spell my name and they'll still be like Judy. And I'm like, yeah. I literally said J U B as in Bravo, Y as in Yankee. Yeah. But okay. One time he got bark. I did. Bark. I said yeah. Mark. And I yeah. did you not when it, when it was time for my coffee to come up, they said Bark. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and, and, I, Listen. and at first when I heard, I was like, did someone just bark? <laughs> Like I, I, I called you and I was like, I, I think someone barked at me, babe. And she's like, wait. And then I waited, and they said again. They said, "Is oh, there an man. order for bark?" And I said, "Wow, I am bark today." So, oh man, I think I could have, like, <laughs> if I lived in a world in which I had to like take people's names, I would have so much fun with it. <laughs> I think I would just mess it up on purpose. Oh, like you would totally th- be Bark Minton. <laughs> <laughs> one time I was Tubby. Ooh, tubby. <laughs> This, uh, th- I was all, I was like, okay, I understand it's the holiday seasons and I put on a few pounds, but that is uncalled for. Yeah, like, it's like, hey, pick a different wrong name. <laughs> yeah, they're like, Tubby, your coffee. And I'm like, I'll just take that and just go sit so, in my corner. What I loved about what you uh, said there, like <laughs> with the, because you, you were saying how like for you it's not intentionality, but what I'm hearing is people matter. Yeah, for sure. And for me, that's just a reminder of yeah, when I think about everyone who's, who's listening, like, man, how, how do we, what's it look like for us to live our life in a way where the person in front of us matter, right? you know? It, so it's interesting, actually, we're kind of even talking about this because yesterday, you know, during our pastor huddle, someone had mentioned uh, saying how during one of the Saturday night services, someone came in, and they didn't feel greeted well. Mm-hmm. And when I heard that, I took that to heart. Yeah. Um, because my thing is I'm good if people leave any church because they feel like the Lord is calling them to another church. I am 100% on board with like the kingdom of God 
looks different through so many different churches. Yeah. So I'm good with that. When I hear people though leave because they didn't feel like it was friendly enough or they didn't feel seen. And so when we had our, our uh, group huddles for the nine 11 and one service, uh, you know, I just took an extra couple of moments, of course, thank them for their time and serving. But one of the things I was saying is guys, I said, if it's two to three seconds, whether it's at the door, at the auditorium, like, Hey, welcome. You know, we're so glad you're here. You're welcome to your seat. Those two to five seconds is not just you holding open the door or passing out a candle for the candlelight service, yeah. or it's not just casually walking somebody for those 10 seconds to their seat. It's saying you're the most important person right now. Yeah. And it's like, man, if something like, you know, the, Ritz Hotel or Disney, like if they can get this, like how much more, how much more we as Christians should be doing that? You know, that at the end of the day, that the person that's in front of me matters the most. And so that's what I'm just hearing from you. So that's where I'm challenged and encouraged by that is like, what does it look like for us as just children of God to do that with all people we come across? Yeah. You know, so. I think the why behind that is really important because, you know, I would love to say that I, I think we have a greater, you know, impact than, than we do. Like for, for me, like I think the need and the thing that we're talking about is people, people want to know if they are seen. Okay. And I think we have to be careful in the church to try to be the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Like to try to not be the answer to that. Basically. Like if, if, like we need to be a, we need to be kind of a conduit of the true reality behind that because the reality is that the Lord sees people. Mm. And, and I think that's the revelation that I got early on in my walk is that, oh my God, the God of the universe who created everything also intimately cares about me. And so if I can be like some sort of portal for someone to catch that revelation. Like, I don't want the end to be, Oh, Derek saw me or like someone at gateway was nice to me. Like, I think those are, those are great human gestures. And I think that our humanity can be great represent representation of, of God's design and God's image, God's image were image bearers. But, um, I, I ultimately want people to be able to see through me to the why behind um, that, that interaction. And so hopefully like if I am going to be that intentional, if I am going to make eye contact, eye contact and like, like make sure someone sees that I see them, I hope that it's not pointing just to the organization I represent or, you know, to some sort of character quality that I hope they see in me. Like my end goal is not me. The end goal is like, I hope that they go, why did that person care so much? Cause I don't even know them. Mm. And then the, the questioning leads to the deep why it's like, Oh, there's a, there's a God that that person is known by ultimately and yeah. deeply cares to know. And I want to know God in that type of way. And ultimately I want to know that God knows me that's and so cares good. for me in that type of way. Yeah. That's so good. And I think that takes away the pressure of being performative. Right. You know? um, right. Like a lot of times when, we are part of a larger crowd, then there, there does come that like, okay, let me be, hi, welcome. Yay, Jesus. You know, but like, just like knowing that, Hey, at the end of the day, it truly is not about me. And I can fully and wholly be myself while representing Jesus. Right. And that takes away so much of that performance. Sure. You know? Uh, So man, that's so good. It seems like that our ability to, ultimately treat others is really, it really starts with the self then. 
Yeah, how we know we've been treated by God. Mm. So what does that look like? So maybe the better question is, how do we have an accurate depiction, I guess, as to how God sees us? Because if, if, if one of the biggest barriers for us treating people and treating others the way God would is tied to our ability to see how God sees us, yeah, what does it look like then for us to have an accurate depiction as to how God sees us? Well, I think that's a great question, and I think it's it's the central question that the gospel answers. Um, and and you know, we could go through the whole the whole Bible, Genesis to Revelation, and and just and see the whole story unfold. But ultimately, I think the depth of how God sees us is found in the cross. Mm. You know, and and it's the you know, at the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. And ultimately it's not that just Jesus came to show us how to live. I mean, he did that. He showed us what it meant to truly be human or what it means to truly be human. He's the human one. You know, he's the son of man. He intentionally said that about himself because he wanted us to see what humanity really looked like. But ultimately um, we find how God came through the cross and how God sees us through the cross. It's it's that everything is accounted for on the cross, mm-hmm. in the cross, the sacrifice on our behalf and the final sacrifice. Never did there ever need to be another sacrifice before there or after. And so I think when we see this, this depth of being known and seen by God himself through Christ on the cross, like that's where we find this idea of communion. Like I don't mean to shift gears right into this big no, like no. idea of of sacrament, but like that's where I find this this connection and desire for for to like for other people to capture. It's like it's not just this relationship with God that you can talk to him. That's that is a benefit of knowing God, but like the way God sees, knows, and cares for humanity is that he knows everything about you and then sees the need that you have for salvation and then chose to be the sacrifice to obtain that salvation. And, and then he's also the promise of eternal life on the, on the other side of receiving the salvation. So like, um, I, I feel like the thing that I really want people to connect with in terms of Jesus is is continually going back to that place where he went the deepest for you so that you can have the deepest connection with him. And so I revisit that place every day. Like that's that's a that's a part of my life is like seeing the fullness of the gospel on a daily basis, the length to which God went to come get me because I needed him to come get me, but he satisfied that need. Mm. Like, I think that's, I want people to catch that. It's like, we, we, we so have this deep human need to be seen, to be wanted, to be cared for, to not be lonely. Mm-hmm. And those are real felt needs from humanity. But like, if I could just get people to see that those needs have in fact been met in Christ, mm. there's depth there. And that's just, that's what I would call communion. Communion is not just um, partaking in the bread and the cup. The bread and the cup symbolizes the depth to which God went to be with you. 
Mm. He went to the depth of brokenness on your behalf so that you could be put fully together as a human. Yeah. So um, I know that's like, that's deep theology, deep church history, deep like sacramental like reality, but it's not just imagery. It's, it's practical in that when we, when we can integrate that reality into our hearts that we have been fully known and fully loved yeah. by our creator, there is so that that is peace. Right. That is mm. ultimate peace. That's ultimate human satisfaction. And it doesn't mean we won't continue to have a need for for other humans. I think, right. the, but but it transforms. It changes our interaction with other humans. Humans be like you guys right here are not the ultimate satisfaction for the need I have. But you you do in relationship and friendship. This way, it's like community represents true communion. Mm. It's like, you guys are not what I need, but you can represent what I need. If that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, it's, that's so good. And I don't think it's being deep at all. I think it's actually perfect coming into a new year. We are all like, Oh, new year, new Mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. you know, new year resolution. (laughs) So I'm trying to figure out the old me. I know. (laughs) I'm like still working. I think, what happened to 2020 me, you know? No, I totally get that. Um, so oh, what yeah. does that look like practically to revisit that part mm. where, like, let's say someone's coming in and they're just telling, man, I really want this to be the year I get into the depth with Christ and a relationship with him and communion with them. So you said every day you revisit that. Yeah, for right? sure. What does that look like practically? And you may not have like a step-by-step guide, one-on-one. At how yeah, to be- I'm just not your steps guy. <laughs> I think steps are amazing because I, I listen to people who have steps for me. Like yeah. I, I need that type of order and structure in my life. And I've borrowed a lot of things from yeah. other people. I don't know that I'm the content creator for the, <laughs> the step-by-step guide for, to your like daily devotion life. I've got some good advice in yeah. there, but um, you know, I think, I, I guess you're like, this podcast is going to be released at the beginning of 2023. So I think- you know, a lot of people are, um, they're kind of evaluating what, you know, fresh start they want, what kind of, you know, new year, new me. Like, mm-hmm. I think all that's so funny and it's, I'm not like trashing it. I think it's great because people like, I love progress. Like I love to see people working on themselves yeah. because it's like, it's beautiful. Like when people don't give up, I think it's great. Yeah. Like, like get better. Like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, I think this idea of, like a new year's resolution is I think it's a great start for a lot of people. So I don't want to bash it. Yep. Um, I, I just, I feel like sometimes it's, it's not very practical because it's, it's not an actual attempt at reorienting mm. the whole life. And so I, instead of like making new year's resolutions, I want to ask the question about my life. Like what am I making regular mm-hmm. in my life? Uh, what what I'm I, I want something in my life that's not just something I'm going to attempt. I, I want I want something in my life that um, is going to be sustainable mm. over a long period of time, like over the rest of my life. Like you know, I I love all the social media stuff that's like goals, you know, mm. relationship goals, and uh, you know whatever it is, like finance goals, yep. all these things. I'm like I want to be a good eighty year old. Yeah. Like that's my mm. goals. Yeah. And so I, you know, I've gone through all the, all the stuff in terms of, man, I wish I 
was more fit. You know, I wish I was healthier. I want to, I want to eat healthier. I want to exercise more. Like I I have the, like those things matter to me. I want to be, I want to be a healthy person. I want to be a fit person. I don't want to die early. You know what I mean? (laughs) And and so, but, but at the same time, I don't think it's very beneficial for me to lean into the trends of the time. I, I want to, I want to implement things, install things, whatever you want to call it, into my regular routines of life that are sustainable over a long period of time that are conducive to me becoming the person God is at work making me. I want to Mm -hmm. walk alongside the Lord in my life to become a great 80 plus year old. Mm -hmm. And so what am I doing right now that is contributing to me being able to look back in my old age and go, man, I'm really glad that I live that way. I'm really glad that I spent that time doing that. I'm really glad I woke up that early to read that book. Mm. So so it, it may in practice, look similar to someone's New Year's resolutions. I'm just like, don't bite off more than you can chew because that's going to be unsustainable. Think about it with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you becoming? Who has God, who has God created you to be? Like, let's start, let's start that journey and then work back from there and go, what needs to be in my life right now in a long, long term, sustainable way so that I can have a regular routine rather than just a resolution that I'm mm. always revisiting. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we can go deeper into that if you guys yeah. want to. So what, well, what I like what you're saying is number one, you said it's interesting because when we did our routines, habit discipline episode last year, uh, which I highly recommend everyone listen to at any point, doesn't matter what time you plug, <laughs> shameless plug <laughs> of the same podcast you listen to right now. <laughs> but one of the things we talked about was start with the end goal in mind. And yeah. pretty much you said the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's not just, uh, it's not just you. I think new years are great opportunities to start something new for sure, but it's easy to, to tie that to this year alone Yep. instead of saying like, Hey, it's a new year. Heck the scripture literally says his mercies are new every morning. So if yeah. you're listening to this in March or May or so August, good. like yeah. the next day is it's time for you to do something new. But the reminder of, What's the end goal? I, yeah. I love how what you said for you, Derek, it's man, who do I want to be when I'm 80? Yeah. You know, right. that's a great long-term end goal. But then you followed up with you. The other questions you said um, was who does God want me to be? Yeah. yeah. So this is what I remind our, our listeners. One, start with you guys end game, ask yourself those personal questions. And what I like about all your questions, Derek, is that they're internal. Yeah. They're not external. Motives. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and because the internal is going to influence the action part of it. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe a follow-up question would be for people who are listening, maybe they really want to, they have the desire, but maybe they're just some barriers. Yeah. Um, and you can chime in too, babe. Uh, what would you encourage people to do um, in terms of uh, like, they, they have the knowledge, they hear us. They're like, okay, I get what we need to do. But um, what are some words of encouragement or advice you would have to people to overcome maybe a barrier that's just yeah. blocking their way? I would just say that like in such a social media driven world, in such a broadcast world, I think so many of our goals are tied to what other people will see. Mm. And I'm like, why don't you set some really private goals, Mm. accomplish those 
and celebrate them in private. But here's what you've got to allow yourself to do. You've got to allow yourself to have some smaller victories, like stuff that might not be like social media worthy. Mm. I'm like, like, why don't you wake up five minutes earlier and not feel like a failure and just celebrate it? Be like, man. I'm changing. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not what I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be. Yeah. I wake up five minutes earlier now. You know, I just added, I just progressed, you know, uh, like I, I think everybody, I mean, not everybody, but like so many people that, you know, I, I'm such a, like, like obviously grow, grew up in church. <laughs> I need more friends outside of the church because I'm like, Derek, not everybody reads their Bible. But I'm like everybody. Um, no, but I think, I think what, you know, people that want to, you know, start a reading plan. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I, I used to stress myself out trying to read the whole Bible like four times a year. I'm like, let's, let's read, let's read what you can mm. and see what the Lord might speak to you through that and call it a victory. Mm. The fact that the fact that you, you read your Bible, you got up early and read your Bible. Like, why don't you celebrate that? The thing I think we've just, we've oriented ourselves towards comparing to other people, Mm -hmm. what they've achieved, what they've accomplished, what they do with their lives, the habits that they have, or they say they have that we don't, there's, there's no verifiable, you know, I I don't know if that that person's actually the way I think they are, but they show me the way they are on social media. I'm like, how about you just don't compare your progress in life with other people, Mm. orient your heart and your life towards who God has created you to be and what he's making you into and, and start tracking with that. And, you know, I think what can happen if we don't do this is, you know, we start a, you know, you start a new diet and it's like, Day one, I can't tell you how many times I've done this. So it's like, this is me. It's like (laughs) diet, you know, day one of a whole 30. Okay. Day one, day one of a whole 30 lunchtime. It's like, I just, you know what? I'll start whole 30 tomorrow. Mm. And cause I'm eating pizza at lunch and yeah, you know, it's not, I'm not bashing like whole 30 is great. I like, I think it's the diet for me. I love it. But um, I I think that when we feel like we can't accomplish all of it, mm. then we just start over. Mm-hmm. Well, like, do, you know, so this whole like start over on like the next first of the month doesn't actually make a whole lot of sense. Like, like, like if I don't do the whole month right, um, then I got to wait till next, you know, February 1st. Mm-hmm. Like, no, maybe just start at 1 p.m. But because we were so comparison oriented, we're so like perfectionist oriented sometimes and, and, or we just are not perfectionist and we just give up. It's just like, why don't you strike the balance of, of just considering the small victories in life? I promise Mm. you they stack up over time. Just orient one little thing, like do one little thing different, do like, and consider it a win. Yeah. I was going to say, so I've never been a fan of the saying like new year, new me, or like I haven't done a resolution in like 15 or so years. I was like, it's just not attainable. And one of the hearts, like, um, like uh, the heart behind this podcast also is we want to give people like small 
bite-sized action step, you know, instead of just being like, Hey, look at us, you know, um, like we got it all. We don't have it all figured out. And like one of the best things that I learned, um, from, oh my gosh, leadership podcast person. Greg Rochelle. Thank you. Wow. Good job. (laughs) He's the best. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he was saying like, like, like you said, make one change. So it could be like, flossing your teeth yeah mm-hmm. like i would the first time i heard it i was like i am very much a all-in kind of person like let's take sure. that entire pie you yeah, know yeah, and yeah. go for it so when he first said that i was all like mm, i don't know how i feel about yeah. this um and at the time uh, mark was in seminary so we started implementing some of those smaller goals you know so it's like hey by nine o'clock we're going to call it a night and we're going to go to the room. Yeah. That way by 9.30, our brain is starting to shut down and we can go to bed. So that way by four or five o'clock, we can be up and work out and you can do schoolwork. And, you know, so just having those like smaller bite sized step, like at first I was like, this is kind of dumb, you know, but then as we were living it out, I was like, oh, actually this is more successful than anything I've tried where. I just jump all in and by the end of the month and I'm like, yeah, it's just, it's not for me, you know? And I do think there are times in your life you do have to take a hard left, you know? Um, Like you just have to like, hey, I have to absolutely cut this off. Like if you're in a toxic area or like, you know, like if you're in an abusive relationship, whatever the case may be, sometimes you just have to take that hard left. But most times it is so much better just to take that bite size, you know? And like you said, that comparison game will get you... Um, it reminded me when you were talking, I was watching this video. There's like on social media, it's very like, oh, wake up with me, get ready with me. You know, it's like a very big trend. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like this um, video going around of like, it's like, hey, here's the reality behind wake up with me. Um, when we say we wake up at five o'clock to do our meditation, it's actually three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And yeah. we see that and we're like, oh my gosh, I need to be like so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I need to wake up at five o'clock and just like meditate and get my life right and take a cold five minute shower. You know, it's just like, no, that's, that's just not attainable. Cause they got up at three o'clock <laughs> and it is a hot shower. Jeez. You do not want to wake up with me. Like the reason I wake up early is because I'm miserable, like miserable <laughs> to be with in the morning. Like I'm doing you a favor by waking up before you. Like, you. like you don't, like you don't want to see me till at least nine. Okay. Not a morning person, huh? Well, no, I, no, I don't want to be a morning person. Like I'm a morning person because I have to be. Gotcha. Like if I don't get up before everybody else, you're going to see a part of me that's just like, can you go back to bed? You know, they go back to Nicole, mommy, who's that man? Yeah. It's just like, (laughs) no, I got to get up early, you know, and I'm, I'm exaggerating. I like, I try to be a pleasant person regardless, but at the same time I need a long on ramp. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you want practicality, I don't, I mean, I mean, I'm a dad of three, I've got an 11 year old a nine year old and a two year old. And like, I had to figure this out because I like, by nature, I'm a night owl. I want to stay up. I don't ever want to sleep. I don't love sleep. I, you know, I'm grateful that <laughs> the sleep. Lord, yeah, it's like, I'm just, I don't know what it is. I just, you know, I don't, I don't look forward to sleep, but I know I need sleep because I'm yeah. going to die without it. You know, God created us to, to need him and need rest. And so I've tried to, you know, learn the value of rest and sleep. And, and I, th- I think I've made a lot of progress, but like, I had to figure it out because I just, I just saw how, you know, I did not want 
life to control me. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted to get ahead of things. I wanted to be, um, you know, I, I just, I just wanted to be a pleasant person, honestly. Yeah. And, and, and then along with that, it, I knew it was going to take the Lord and I knew it was going to, you know, there was things I wanted to do with a lot in, do in life. And, and so I, I, I spent a long period of time after our first uh, child was born in 2011, just, just re like researching, I say researching. It was not that in depth. Like I Googled. Okay. <laughs> like, let's be real. I Modern Googled. day research. <laughs> yeah. I Googled like sleep, you know, yeah. sleep habits, sleep mm-hmm. patterns, like, you know, how much sleep do I need? And I just, I studied or you know, Googled, I Googled, um, you know, the, uh, um, sleep, uh, what, what it, sleep rhythms and, and different stages of sleep. And, um, it was really helpful for me, uh, because I just was, exhausted. And I was like, if I'm like, I'm only in my twenties at the time. And I'm like, if I'm this tired in my twenties, like what, what are, what are my thirties and forties and fifties going to look like? This is not good. Like we're not headed in the right direction. Like I can't be tired all day. And so I just started looking about looking at like, what time do I need to go to bed? What time do I need to get up? And, um, you know, it was, it was at first it was kind of just survival and functionality. I I wanted to be a a good dad. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be a good husband. I wanted to be present and available and and I, it, and I, and I had goals and dreams in my life. And I was like, man, I, I don't have time to read, study, write, think because I'm just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I just learned, I had to, I had to learn what my body needed. And so over time I just, um, you know, got practical about sleep pattern. And so like, the, but that was, that was the incremental thing yeah. that I needed at the time. Mm-hmm. And so that was one thing that I worked into my, into my life. I, I know how much sleep I need. And I, and and I I regular evalu- regularly evaluate that and and make sure that I'm still like in a rhythm of getting the right amount of sleep I need. But yeah. um, I don't know where we got off on that. No, the, well, there's a couple things that stuck out to me between mm-hmm. both of what you guys said. Like when you were talking about when I was in seminary and you know we started going to bed at nine, uh, and I learned this from Charles Duhigg. He calls it a keystone habit. And so I just want to encourage people like. Get a keystone oh, habit. Yeah. So because we went to bed at nine or got to our room at nine or eight or whatever the time was, that allowed us to get up early. Mm-hmm. And because we got up early, we were able to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we still had time on our side, I was able to knock out some more schoolwork. So I, I literally just named four different things I was able to do, but it started with the one thing. Right. Going back to your point. So in addition to, you know, there you said start small. Um, starting small is just asking yourself, what can be my keystone habit? Yeah. Because that one small thing can be yeah. the only thing you need to to, so to change it all, you know. Yeah. And then the other thing is you're sharing, you know, with your with your three boys and everything. Uh, Craig Rochelle said, uh, you know, of course, people get asked the balance questions. Of, of course, a person of his stature. Yeah. And he had my favorite response. He said, "Balance is an illusion. There oh, are only so seasons good. in life. Yeah. So good. So the see, let the season of your life dictate what you can and what you can't do. And you said it casually. You said, I'm always doing a self-evaluation, yeah. which is why it's important. So when I was in seminary, that was the, I had to, and I'm with you. I'm a night owl. Like Juvie's bedtime is like nine, 10 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, if I could, I'm up till midnight. He will call me old. He's one. all like, you're so old. And I'm like, I'll be like, it's nine 30. She's like, yeah, it's like, I'm like, nah, I got at least two movies in me left. <laughs> So I'm a natural night owl as well. But the season I was in um, between school and everything else we we're doing, it just didn't work. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that I had to die to for that moment. But of course, when we finished, 
some other things opened up for us. So I just want to remind people, uh, and you said this, babe, and I've learned this from you, that a no now is not a no forever. Yeah, it's good. So as you're discerning what the end game, what the what the new version of you in Christ, what you feel like who God is calling you to be, um, your yes will require a no to something else. And whatever you're saying no to, it's not a no forever. Yeah, It's good. just a no for the season. And the season might be one year. It could be three. It could be 10. It could only be a couple months. Um, but just be encouraged and reminded, like, as you're developing the keystone habit, it's for a season. And because it's a season, it is not a lifetime. Yeah, It is not forever. And so that's the freedom really that we good. actually have to, you know, to give ourselves permission to, you can say yes to something. And it might be painful. It might be because discipline typically is. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's not forever. And you have no idea how that one small keystone habit yeah. can change the trajectory of your life. Yeah, That's really helpful. I think we can never underestimate the power of incremental progress. Mm -hmm. It is just, even if it's for a season, it's like making an investment in, in your future. I mean, there are things that I've done, like you're saying kind of like there's things that I've done just for seasons that I still am benefiting from right now Mm. that I'm no longer in that rhythm anymore but the time that i was in that rhythm it was something that was that was contributing to who i am now and so just because you feel like man i need to go through a season of this type of discipline it it doesn't mean that that's the discipline that you're going to need for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that everything you work Mm -hmm. into your rhythms of life are things that are going to to remain in the rhythm of your life but it's I would never under, just because you can't see yourself doing it forever doesn't mean that it's not going to make a great contribution to who you are. And so that's why I'm going, okay, what's, what's needed for this season? You know, so if there's anything I'm doing at the beginning of the year, it's not necessarily resolution oriented. I'm I'm just kind of reevaluating my regularities. Like that's reevaluating my routines. And and I, I don't necessarily think of myself as a routine person. I, th- I think as I look at my life, I'm, I'm like a person of habit. Mm. Like you could probably like, you know, if you just watch me for about a, a couple of weeks, you'd be like, oh, Derek does this on Tuesday. <laughs> I don't even know that I do that on Tuesday, but I promise you it's very similar to what I did last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I, I, I laugh at myself sometimes because I'm like, I did the same exact thing and I don't even mean to. I'm just like what they call a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this idea of just kind of reevaluating the regular routines of life is is so important to me because uh, you said something that that uh, made me think of like I didn't know Craig Rochelle says the thing about balance, but it's something that um, a while back I just you know I would just say uh, nothing nothing other than a revelation. I'm going you know because I'm thinking about balance, I'm thinking about work, and I'm thinking about ministry, and I'm thinking about things I want to do, dreams, visions, stuff I've got in my heart, and then I'm like. But I also need to make money. I need mm. to mm. I, I be, have a good marriage, and I need to I need to be a good dad to these kids. And I also have to mow the lawn, you know, and like make sure that the things I'm responsible for don't fall apart. Like, yeah. how do you balance all of this? And I I really shifted gears from thinking in terms of me being a balanced person um, from that to noticing that balance has to do with the way in which God has ordered the universe. Mm. So balance is not my responsibility. 
balance is something that God created. Mm -hmm. And it's my job to notice the balance that exists that God put in place. And it's my, um, and then it's my responsibility to get into proper rhythms with that. And so instead of seeing my life as a balancing act, I, I now see my life in terms of like, like you said, seasons, but it's like, what's the rhythm? Like, is there a rhythm to the year? Like, is there a rhythm to the quarter? Is there a rhythm to the month? Is there a, a rhythm to the week? Is there a rhythm to the day? And so I'm just kind of looking out. If I'm if I'm planning anything, if I'm looking ahead to anything, I'm I'm asking the question like, all right, what's the beat here? Like, what's the rhythm here? Well, how do I get in step with the 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 current that's at work in this yeah. day, in this week, in this month, in this year. Yeah. And then I find myself like I'm not resisting at that point. I'm talking about a f- it, it becomes more of a flow, but I've got to see who's in charge of balance. Mm. And it's the Lord, yeah. not me. Wow. Like I'm not the balance guy. God's the balance guy. Yeah. And so it's my job to be in step with his his order of creation and and the the Jewish people did this the best. I mean, it's like it's all there. Like this is not new knowledge. Like these people oriented themselves on the balance of God. Yeah, and they oriented themselves. You know, we see that God in the Old Testament established all of these things and and delivered all these things through the celebrations and the festivals. Uh, but it's in creation. I mean, it's it's the creation story. It's mm-hmm. the in the beginning whole thing. It's like and 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 on the last day God rested. It's this it's this beautiful image of like. God's the one that established balance in the earth, in creation, in the universe. And it's our job to orient towards that. Mm. And anywhere we feel like, God, I can't, I can't get my life in order. I feel so out of balance. I'm like, like, I think maybe your potential, I'm not saying this is everybody's situation, Mm -hmm. but like, if you're a pretty like proficient person and you can normally figure things out, but you're really struggling in this area. It's it's like, man, what if balance is not up to you to figure out? Mm. What if it's your job to notice balance and your job to get in step with the balance that exists? And I'm like, bro, that's it. And so we've, you know, we've just done small things and we're not great at it. I see, I see people who have beautiful, um, you know, displays of the way that they rest. And I'm like, I'm probably not going to broadcast the way I rest, Yeah, you know, but I'm just not, I'm not oriented that way. Maybe someone someday will, will like run my social media for me and like, they'll, they'll take pictures of our Sabbath. But like for me, uh, we've got a regular routine yeah. of shutting down as a family, um, like shutting down our our outside life. It's like, no, we're going to do whatever we can do to protect a rather uh, a, a regular routine mm-hmm. of noticing how God designed us and 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 notice the balance that he created for us to to enter into if we're willing and so once a week usually on friday it's like it's like there's no expectation mm-hmm. of our of 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 what we can do it's just kind of an exploration of who we are mm-hmm. and and if you want to call that sabbath that's the you know the the biblical imagery there the biblical picture but it's just our job you know and we're trying and life's busy yeah like kids yeah, like the, the older your kids get, it doesn't get less busy. There's there's requirements. There's things that there's there's things that you could do. There's things that you could pay attention to and and prioritize. But 
Man, I think God created us for a regular routine and rhythm of rest, but it's so that we can be highly productive as well. Mm -hmm. So I think when when we orient our hearts towards this idea of noticing the balance he created in the universe and on the earth and in creation and and in creating life rhythms that are taking cues from that i think that's where you start to figure out this like how to do life thing yeah yeah that's great i was gonna say as you guys were both talking correct me if i'm wrong like it almost feels like you must know how god created you and actually like how he created you. Because mm. if not, you're constantly striving to be someone else mm. and something else. And like um, when you said like, I'm more of a slower person in the morning. So like I've realized I'm an airplane in the morning. I need that time to taxi before I take off. Yeah. Mark is more of the rocket ship. Like he'll get in, he's like, podcast. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to slow down, you know? <laughs> And for the longest time, I would always be like, oh, I wish I was more like, mm. you know, Mark, like I could just get up and, oh, that's so good. you know, but that's just not how God has created me. And I've just learned to love that girl mm. of just being like, hey, you know what? You just need a little bit more taxiing time in the morning, but once you're up, you are good, you know? Um, so as both of you were talking, like, I just really felt that I was just like, man, figure out how the Lord has created you. And get to know and like that person. Because I think it's when you don't like that person is when you go into the striving mode. And there's like this imbalance of just being like, well, I am this, I am that. And it's like, but are you though? You know, I mean. Good night. I think there's so much there. Like, I think it's a podcast all in of itself. Because, I, I, you know, (laughs) because because it's like, this is an identity thing, you know, and. You know, if you're God's child, then like God loves his children. Let's just be super basic. Like God loves his children. I'm not trying to become a person that God likes. I am a person that God likes. Mm -hmm. So therefore, let me live from that place. Mm -hmm. Let me live from a place that is that, that I have an identity that says I am already accepted as God's child. It's like, I'm going to be highly unproductive if all I'm trying to do is live in a way to earn striving. Yeah. God or someone else's like affirmation. But what's amazing about the flip side of that is that, you know, some people may not like that orientation of, you know, God liking you. I don't know. But I mean, somebody's got an issue with that. But 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 think about the power here. The power behind receiving that your identity is rooted in love before you ever did something and outside of having to do something to earn that love, it doesn't make you become less. Mm-hmm. What happens is that 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 is a generator of power in your life. Right. If if I can if I can orient myself towards the the reality that God loves me and accepts me for who I am, which is an identity question, which means I'm his child. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mean he doesn't want to change me or grow me or increase me, but it, it cuts out the step of acceptance 
If I can live from being accepted, then I will actually become all that God is calling me to be because he loves his children first and then he shapes his children into the image of fullness that he's um he's designed us to be so yeah. it's like 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 man don't spend your time on the acceptance mm. step yeah like that that that's a given yeah but um man i think a lot of people are hung up there yeah man sure. there's so there's as you guys were talking i wrote this because i didn't want to forget it what i loved about thank you for that perspective baby because there, you're talking about how there's unbalance in seasons, mm-hmm. but maybe you propose a whole new concept that sometimes your unbalance is your view of yourself. And so the the thought that I just had in my mind as a, I'm a questions guy. Um, so as you guys are taking, as all of you who are listening, as you're taking assessment of yourself, turn it into a question and just ask the Lord, where do I have unbalance in my life? And that's actually something I learned from Pastor Bruce. Um, what does it look like for me to go to God, to be still before him? And actually posture my heart, my mind, my soul, my spirit to go, Lord, where do I have unbalance? Mm-hmm. And then if you keep it open. And if you want to dive into more specifics, you can go, Lord, where do I have unbalance based off this season I'm in? Or Lord, do I have unbalance based off of my view of myself? Because those are two total separate pillars. They're tied to the same piece. But to have unbalance because of an unhealthy rhythm that you have because of the season you're in, or to have unbalanced because, man, I'm not, this is a comparison trap. They're two total separate entities. But having awareness to that changes how you go about it. And so the example I've been thought of, I'm going to throw out three names because I think they're, uh, they're people that most individuals know when I say them. So, for example, Craig Russell is a morning person mm-hmm. all the way. Nancy Alcorn, she's a night person. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't even get up to, what, 9 to 10 a.m.? Right. She said that. And she was, she's up to like midnight, one o'clock in the morning, but she's also said my most creative intimate times with the Lord is late at night. Yeah. And then Irma McManus, he's all in between. Yeah. He does not, he is, he does the same discipline every day. He does not do it at the same time every day. Yeah. I just gave us three different people, <laughs> three different routines uh, that have the exact same discipline of spending time with the Lord and themselves that creative element, but they do it at all different times Yeah, because they're different people. Yeah. And they're in different seasons. The answer is yes <laughs> to all of them, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so um, this, uh, the image I had in my head is something I learned from uh, Pastor Mark when he was teaching me about capacity. Um, Cause was, this is when I made that transition, leaving from the army and everything. And um, he taught me that the visual image I have is think of capacity as a bowl. And in the bowl, you have a whole bunch of things in it. So it could be your, your marriage, kids, job, hobbies, whatever it is, all your tasks, duties, responsibilities. And there's a time to increase your capacity. And there's two ways you can increase your capacity. Sometimes you can stretch the bowl. Because if you stretch the bowl, you can either put more into it or by stretching the bowl, it allows what you already have to just have a little more space in between. And we call it white space in our calendar, right? So there's a time to stretch the bowl. Other times, and this is most of us, you don't, need to t- you don't need to stretch the bowl. You just need to take something out of it. So maybe part of your prayer too is, Lord, what do I need to take out of my bowl? There might be a season where because the Lord's trusting you, he's giving you a season of increase in promotion, you got to stretch your bowl. But maybe he doesn't need you to stretch the bowl. Right. Something just might need to come out. And that still goes back to the balance of season, the unbalance of season or the unbalance of yourself. What needs to come out of you that the Lord wants you to die to yourself mm-hmm. or what needs to go from your schedule or your rhythm so that you can spend more time with your family or to help your uh, job on your job, whatever it is that looks like. So those are just some 
some questions and just thoughts I kind of had, you know, yeah. in my mind, just as you guys were talking about that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that's really good. Yeah. Um, Derek, before we end, we like to do some fun, uh, just kind of pop trivia, random sporadic questions. Let's go. So we're going to have that. He's it. like, I'm still in the holies of holies. Let me come down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we're coming up on the hour Mark. So wanted to go ahead and, uh, I, I felt like this has been really, really, really good. I've had a blast Dude. of you guys. Yeah. Hey, likewise. Likewise. It's yeah. been good. So if you have any fun ones, I have some right here. Shout out to Travis on his pod decks. We have a couple questions. We might some ask some of our own. So just so you know, brother D, like I said, uh, I have a, I have a little chill, lo-fi jazz. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, uh, this is, this is how we do it here. So first question is a little fun one, lighthearted one. If you had to delete all your apps on your phone and you can only have three, which ones would they be? Oh, I love that question. I think I need to do this. <laughs> I, okay. So I keep, I keep the text messaging app. Okay. So here we go. Text and phone is already included. You're good. Okay. Are they, so three more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Let me see. Let me look at my <laughs> phone real quick. He's like the Bible app, the Logos app. No, no let's see. Um, do, well, I mean, like, okay, do I have to have work apps? Uh, no. Like, is, this, is this necessity or just for fun? This is just, just for just fun. For fun. So, like, yeah. you already got text and phone call, but All you right. can only have three more apps. Okay. I would have the uh, Apple iTunes music app. Okay. If that's what they call it. Uh-huh. I don't think they call it that. But <laughs> that's music. what I call it. Okay. And then I would have the um, the podcast app. Okay. What is that what they call it? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and then um, I would probably have the... Uh, this sounds so boring, but it's like super necessary for me because I don't ever know the, the quickest way to go anywhere, but I'd have the Maps app. But Dang, not the Google Maps, I huh? I not thought of that. Yeah, Google Maps. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty utility. I need music. I need, I need, like, I love podcasts and, like, I need to know where to go when I'm driving. I, so, like, I know that's not very fun. Like, if we go, like, I got categories, okay? Yeah. Like, cause I, I love, uh, I love Instagram and then I stay in t- touch with a lot of family, I guess, through Facebook. So I gave you, I gave you five, kind of cheated. <laughs> well, it's funny cause I was like, yeah, for me, Spotify podcast and I said YouTube. I was like, dang, I forgot about I need those maps, bro. Yeah. I'll be driving YouTube around. would probably have to go. Then just keep the maps. Bible app, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because safe, sanctified. I'm a pages guy. I, I like, I got the pages on my, I like to flip through pages. I was going to say, honestly, I've like specifically the last year and a half, I've really considered going back to a flip phone. Oh, really? I'm, I'm so sick and tired of smartphones. It makes me feel dumber. Oh, really? There are moments where I'm just like, I'm sick and tired of looking at the screen. I'm just... Like, I feel very dependent on it. Yeah. And because of that, I'm just like, God, I just really want to go back to a flip phone mm-hmm. where it fills my basic needs of like phone call, text message. And really, that's it. I love that about you. I I feel like I'm smarter because of the technology. Really? Uh, yeah, for sure. Because oh. like, I'm not, I'm like, golly, I don't know what I would do without so the ability to look so this up. So here's a fun question then. Okay. What technology do you wish existed? What do you mean? Like it's, it hasn't been created yet, but if you can have like anything, Bro, exists, like, you're asking right the now. wrong. I'm always shocked <laughs> that certain technology exists anyway. <laughs> I'm like, there's a thing to record a podcast. You know, I, I don't know. Like I, de- if I could fly and not die, I would do it. Like if there was like this backpack that I could wear to just fly anywhere and it not look weird. Yeah. 
like I don't want like rocket fire. Yeah, like, like jetpack or something. Yeah, and I don't like want yeah. the weird thing that guy, guy wears on his hands. Like I'm like, <laughs> dude, he's gonna lose. If there was just like this simple way to put on a backpack and it would make me fly without blades or fire, just some some other technology, some sort of like unknown technology. I'd be like, I'm on that. Yeah, I will hook all of me up to that backpack. And I will fly. I love I, I love the idea about flight. Yeah. yeah. You know, obviously we can get an airplane or helicopter, but I'm like, if there was just a, a personal flying device, I'd be all over that. Tony Stark, where you at? Need an Iron Man suit with Eric Dunn. <laughs> See, I don't know. He's got flames. I'm a little <laughs> true, leery about the flames. And the, yeah, flames. I just want a backpack. Yeah. Just give me a, a backpack thing. Didn't yeah. they um, invent something like that? Well, I, I, just I don't think, think it's it like take. Long. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's taken off. No, this technology doesn't hovers. exist yet. Yeah. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a favorite one that Jimmy uh, has asked before. Who would play you in a movie? Oh man, like they have to be a known actor. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, oh, I hope like Hugh Jackman or somebody really, really manly I and could cool. See Hugh Jackman, that'd be a good one. <laughs> How about uh, the guy that plays Jesus on Chosen? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. I think like Joaquin Phoenix or somebody could do it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Be, uh, he, he could like, he could really get inside of this. Yeah. 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 No, that's good. Like, like the, uh, like he, he gets, he takes on the total oh, role and identity of the person. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good ones. Those yeah. are good ones. Um, what is something that you like that most people don't? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what most people like. What, like, what is something you said and people just kind of like, uh, like food? It anything. could be yeah, anything. Yeah, anything. I don't know. Movie, I, okay, show, I mean, food. I always get a reaction about the amount of books I read at once. I know it's kind of nerdy. Do you finish them? Yeah. Oh, I wow. Mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't read them at the same <laughs> No. <laughs> Have you ever seen the, the people like they're drawing four pictures at a time? The, the, like, I saw this girl on social media one time. She was literally drawing. She was drawing four pictures at the same time. And I'm like, I bet that's what people think when I tell them I read multiple books at a time. But she literally, she had, she was drawing amazing pictures with her two hands and her, her two feet. And I was what? like, yeah. And it was amazing. I was like, well, that's, that's ambidextrous. <laughs> well, I asked because my toxic trait in life is I will buy a book. I'll get about three chapters deep and I'll see another book. And I'm like, well, I need like, this book. Yeah, and next thing you know, I'm like four books, and I haven't finished none of the ones I've started. I'm oh. just halfway through all of them. Now that's, I get really sad if I get because I I get a book if I like hear about it and want to read it, mm -hmm. and if I get a book that I was excited about and it's like not a page turner, I struggle through that. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So with that being said, what book belongs on everybody's shelf? Oh. I'll let you pick three. Okay. Oh man, that is such it because it just depends on what season of life. Okay, man. let's I'm, do it this way. It based off the season or past year. Oh, which three has stuck? We'll say books. it this way: which three has stuck out the most? Well, okay, you? right now, like I'm gonna read again in January, uh, John Mark Comer's "The Ruthless Elimination yes. of Hurry." Yeah, I love that book, and I I really like all the stuff that he's put out. Um, let's yeah, I think we got to go to like. The recent couple of years. Faithful listeners, by the way, know that's like in our top 10. Okay, so. cool. I knew, I knew I liked you guys. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to give you a couple more good ones. I know I'm wasting a little time here, but no, I want to make sure. Time. I don't want to be For like, those yeah, who are just listening, he's, he's literally looking at his library. Just seeing if I need to 
like um, ah, systematic theology. Yes, everyone needs that. By the way, I, honestly though, all jokes aside, the ruthless elimination hurry is actually very relevant to what we talked about today. Okay. So like, if you're feeling unbalanced, like start with that book. Man, I am reading a book right now that um, I don't want to give it a total plug because I haven't finished it yet, but um, it's called Strengthening. Um, the soul of your leadership. Yeah, strengthening the soul of Great your leadership, book. and and what's the lady's name? Do you remember? Um, something. Oh man, we Nance, gotta say it. No, it's not Nancy. I I have one of her prayers. I want to say it because it's she's amazing. Yeah, it's a phenomenal um, book. Strength. Susan. But the concept of the book, for those who are wondering, it's she uses the example of Moses and. Basically, she, she kind of goes into an in-depth study of him and just how right. he is and how he basically leads the people of Israel and that she doesn't, excuse me, she breaks down how he doesn't treat people like their cars or clothes are just exchange out. Like people are people and they're made in the image of oh, God. Man. And how do you actually lead them and love them the way he does? It's one of the most incredible leadership, like it's basically leadership psychology yeah. uh, from a Christian perspective. Her name is uh, Ruth Haley Barton. Okay. And <laughs> it's called, called Susan. It's called strengthening. <laughs> you thinking of Susan's to Strengthening no. the soul oh. of your leadership, man. I'm re I'm reading that right now. Um, so, and then I'm going to give you a, a, Oh, where is it? Let me make sure I say it right. Make sure. It oh, here it is. Um, it's a book, uh, by a guy named Tom Holland. And he wrote uh, a book called Dominion, How the Christian Revolution Remade the World. Mm. Brilliant book. And it, uh, in, in, in short, it's, we are living in a society today that in the West has, has been shaped by the, by the story, the, by the gospel. Mm hmm. And in, in ways that we don't even make the connections, things that we take for granted today are all influenced by the gospel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Things things that like the secular world in the West have taken for granted and appreciate and value and want other people to value as well. It's like, hey, you got that idea from Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. great book. That's good. I mean, goodness. Like I'm. I'm going to have to pick that up. Yeah, right? Gosh, no, guys, no, I can I go finish, on and on. I need to finish the books I have. <laughs> I cannot pick up. <laughs> I mean, if it's a bad book, you don't have to finish it. This is true. This is true. Then I'm just all like, dang it, why did I spend money buying this? Yeah, just you know? just give it to somebody who likes to read bad books. I don't know. <laughs> Watch. I'm going to be like, oh, look, Pastor Derek, look at I <laughs> Yeah, if you come to me with books, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to read your bad books. <laughs> Last question, Derek. Uh, any last words, last thoughts for people who are listening as they're starting a new year, starting a new day, starting a new new week? What final words of encouragement, anything you want to say, man, just to man, encourage people? I just, th I think this whole idea about the Lord being in charge is so important. Like he don't live your life in a way that is trying to gain his affection and acceptance. Um, we can live our life in a way that is pleasing to God. You know, scripture lays out that we are, um, you know, by faith, we are pleasing to God, mm -hmm. but that comes through what he's already done in you and wants to draw out through you. So, and, um, we put it like, don't be too hard on yourself this year, yeah. but, but grow, mm -hmm. like, don't do nothing. But when you, when you fail, 
don't stop. Like Mm -hmm. just because you're not what you want to be right now, don't give up on what you're becoming. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man, man. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, Oh, you go to hell. Go ahead. We just finished. Dance party. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, if you guys love, love, love this podcast, please do us a favor, rate and review it. You can do it on Spotify or Apple. You can give us a shout at Mark K. Benton 2 at Juby, not Judy. And you can find Derek at. I was going to say. Yeah. What's your Derek Dunn? On Instagram? Yeah. Uh, It's Derek S. Dunn. Derek S. Dunn. I just totally made up one. I was like, yeah, at Derek Dunn. So if y'all want to holler at any of us, give us a shout. Also, you can go to our website, markkbenton2.com, and leave a voicemail, any feedback, uh, questions, all that good stuff. We would love, love to hear it. Seriously, we mean that. We always ask and put it out. A few of you guys take us up on it, which we appreciate. We'd love, love to hear from you. Babe, any final words before we kind of end No, I am thankful for your time. Seriously. So fun. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. I am also very thankful that you and Nicole said yes to what God has called you to do here. Um, Like you guys have just been already very influential in our lives. So very thankful for you guys. Thank you for saying yes. Um, One of the things that I love that you do is anytime we're leaving um, service or like a meeting, you always like to say a blessing. And I was wondering Ah, if you would say a blessing for our listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Lord, we thank you for each and every one of these listeners. God, thank you for where they are. Thank you that you see them right where they are. Lord, you are the God who associates with his people. You're not standing far off, but you are God, Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord, I pray that that would be the experience of each one of these listeners, that they would sense your presence and by your presence, they would receive your peace and your power for living. Lord, we pray for wisdom, favor, and anointing on each one of these listeners And may they be blessed indeed because of who they are in you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. For real. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, babe. Yeah. You did great. Uh, Thanks. You need to do this more often. (laughs) Come on, folks. Encourage Juvie. She's like, like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, come on. You brought it. Seriously. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Hey, well, thank you for joining the show, y'all. Love, grace, and peace out.